0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Armchair Crew Chief. My name is Jordan. Thank you for listening, whether you're listening on any of the podcast apps or if you're watching me here on YouTube. I appreciate it. I hope you like, share, follow this uh, podcast. And I'm hoping this can bring some more information or more food for thought. At least give you my opinion on what I'm thinking when I see some of these races and give you some information, hopefully going in the future give you some more information that you're not used to seeing as well. So uh, let's recap real quick on what happened last week, which was Las Vegas. William Byron won. There had a questionable caution at the end of the race that one could argue took the win away from uh, Kyle Larson. But, you know, moving forward, we had ARCA run. We had Xfinity and we had Cup. We did not have any truck this time, um, so Arca will briefly touch on that. Arca, the 41 car, won the race. He had a he had a strong showing. He did have, I think, it was a spin out in the beginning of the race, but then he came back and won it. Uh, 18 ran well as well. I think he ended up finishing towards the end, so he might have been caught up in a late uh, late caution. Frankie Munez, AKA Malcolm from Malcolm in the middle. He got his first top 10 running Arca, the full series this year. He finished sixth. So moving on from that, uh, before the Arca race, we had cup series practice, which was a first this year. Uh, the cup, the cup series have been practicing. I think it's like 45 minutes right before qualifying. This was something different that they did and changed up. And then Xfinity, Uh, Qualified and ran on Saturday. Cup also qualified on Saturday. They qualified in between the Xfinity qualifying and Xfinity racing. So let's move forward. Qualifying. Cole Custer got the pole for the Xfinity race. Allgaier got second. Hemrick, John Hunter, Sheldon Creed, Chandler Smith were your top six. Uh, A lot of these guys you've been hearing hear me talk about them if you watch the races you see them run and do really well and uh, jrm's been really strong this year uh, especially all are running up there brandon jones i would say he he's running the nine car he took over from Noah Grax and he's the only one that's kind of been running a little bit behind everybody and i would say that's mostly i would take that to the fact that uh He's starting over with a new team. If you recall, he was running the 19 car for Joe Gibbs last year and years before, and he moved over to take Noah Gragson's spot. So I think he's going to show up and show out here soon. When that will happen, I'm not 100% sure, but I I see it coming. He he had a good – this was his first strong showing, in my opinion, that I have seen. So – Going on with that, the race was really, really good. Uh, Allgaier took stage one and stage two. And, you know, Xfinity race, we're going to have cautions. We saw some cautions. Uh, Kyle Busch started this race at the end, at the tail. He did not qualify due to just not qualifying. He was getting ready for cup racing. So you have that there in itself with Kyle Busch running and every time I think of Kyle Busch running luckily not this year in Xfinity but like in trucks he just comes out and he wipes the field cleans up cleans them up takes you know leads like he did within the truck series <clears throat> in Vegas and I'm not a big fan of that I know I heard him say why he runs his his trucks and he does it to bring money in to support things and hey I understand that I still don't like it but You know, it's my opinion, and I understand what he's doing. It's business. So, going forward, um, we'll go ahead and get to the the winners uh, right after Algaier did not finish. He had a DNF for the first time this year. Algaier, this is kind of disappointing to Algaier, I can assure you. You know, he got caught up in a wreck and hit the wall. This is his first time this season not having a top five at the end of the race it's going to happen unfortunately it happened this this race um he had a really strong car i don't know if he would have been able to win it i don't know josh barry he spun out he seems to be the king of spinouts early in the the race uh and this this racing this race it was by his own teammates i think the last one brandon jones his last spin out which was in the middle of the race brandon jones came up behind him and disrupted the air and kind of got into a little bit of contact with him, and boom, he spun out. But Josh Berry was there at the end of the race. He uh, <clears throat> he ended up getting eighth place. Um, Kyle Busch, as I said, he, he gets up there and he just can get up and pass the field. Uh, he was up running in the top three at their last restart. Until he got caught up with his teammate Chandler Smith, so um, Kyle Busch ran, ran Joe Gibbs cars last year because he was Toyota. He ran for JGR in the Cup. This year, being with RCR, he's been running with uh, RCR affiliated team Colleg Racing. So he's running. Um, I don't even know what I think it's the ten. Yeah, the ten car he's been running and. He just got caught up with one of his teammates. They kind of hit the wall, slowed him down. Uh, it wasn't so much that he could do. And then you had Sheldon Creed had a really strong running, really strong running. Um, I think he's been up there, it seems like a lot, but sometimes he gets caught in these these late cautions. Same thing with Riley Hurst. He came up, he think he finished, he finished fourth. Um, he's another one of those guys that I can see, um, once he gets this string of bad luck done, he's going to be – he's going to be up there winning races. I don't know if he's going to be so much of a force to reckon with, but he's going to be up there winning races. So, you know, be on the lookout for that 98, be on lookout for that two. Um, They're going to be busting up there and winning, especially with Austin Hill and the, uh, the 21. I think he's not done winning either. So with that being said, we talked about who got in third second place was Ryan Truex. He's running the 19 for Joe Gibbs. The 19 is kind of the, the all-star car. As people like to say, they just put names in it. I really like Ryan Truex. I like I'm a big fan of his brother Martin. But uh, Ryan, I think if you put him in good equipment, kind of like Corey LaJoy, he can get up there and he can run with the best of them. And he showed it in this um, in this race at Phoenix, where he got up there and he was I think he he finished uh, six tenths of a second behind the winner, but He was making ground, and I think either if the winner got into lap traffic or if they had a little bit more time, maybe he could have caught him. I don't know because he kind of hit a little bit of a wall towards the end, but he was making ground. He was doing well. Um, I like watching him run. I still wish he had Marquis Spa as his uh, sponsor with the hot tub on the car. Anyway, so moving over to your winner, Sammy Smith won. He is the youngest winner uh, in the Xfinity Series at Phoenix uh, in history. He won. He's 18 years old. He gave uh, JGR their 16th victory at Phoenix, and he just ran away with it. Uh, and I say ran away with it. He got out of lead, and people were catching him, but he did well. Um, kudos to him. I think he's going to be winning a lot, but these Joe Gibbs... It seems like Joe Gibbs Xfinity is very strong. It's either Joe Gibbs or... Uh, junior motorsports with a little bit of sprinkling around of the, the RCR cars and sometimes some college cars, but I think it's junior motorsports and Joe Gibbs, in my opinion, on powerhouses in Xfinity. Um, I like to see some of these other guys come out and do well as well. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was a good race. Uh, I would, I would suggest, well, I honestly think that a lot of these uh, these cup races are lackluster, and where, where it's at if you want to w- enjoy a race is watching Xfinity. Um, I'd also recommend going out to a race. A lot of these kids under 12 get in free on Saturdays and discounted tickets for uh, adults. It gives you another perspective than what you see on TV, because you got to remember TV forces you to look at either the big names or the, the top runners, I, I say that with the uh, idea that somebody they talked about a lot in ARCA was Frankie Muniz. Uh, it's his first year. He's doing well. He's a big name. Everybody knows him. I just get tired of hearing the same person. There's a guy in Cup right now. Um, I'm starting to like the guy, but at the same time, I'm sick and tired of hearing uh, hearing about him. And that guy's Kevin Harvick. We'll touch on him later. Um but I think Dale Jr. said it one time on his podcast and a few other things. It's hard for somebody to, for somebody like him to call the races. I mean, you'd be like, yeah, it's because he owns Junior Motorsports. He's one of the co-owners. Like, yeah, but not even that. Like, he talks about it in Cup. He's watching, like, Corey LaJoy run in the back, and he's fighting for position. And they're going back and forth and battling and battling and battling. But you don't see it much on TV because – they're showing either the leaders or they're showing a Hendrick or a Gibbs car or, you know, Stuart Haas, something like that. And I get it. They they want to show the leaders a lot, but there's a lot that you miss that I would suggest going to a cup race in person, going to a NASCAR race in person and just watch it. It's cool. It's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, you know, cup races can be a little pricey. They're $10 for kids, 12 and under, unless you go to a track like Pocono. And I think there's a few other ones where kids are free, no matter what throughout, but it's an experience. It's fun. They usually have fanfare events going on afterwards, but that's my shameless plug for going to a race. So moving on from Xfinity, uh, we talked about the qualifying. We, I did mention that cup cars, qualified in front of uh the race for xfinity so going forward larson larson ran really well in practice he was top leaderboard that translated over to the uh qualifying as well he qualified first he came back i think he was the last qualifier in the second round denny got um denny got second he was leading for a while uh, Larson, it says that he beat him by six hundredths of a second. So it was pretty stinking close. Um, a lot of these other guys, William Byron, third, Kazowski, fourth, and Bell, fifth. It seems like uh, Joe Gibbs' cars, the 11 and the 20, are the ones to beat right now in that camp. Um, I have my opinions on that. I I think the 19 car, they have the driver. I think their crew chief they need to ch- I think they need to change their crew chief. I don't think he's he's making and en- he's doing enough to do it uh to make the changes, to do what he needs to do mid-race. It's it's frustrating to listen to their their radio because they'll go back and forth because Trix is like I need X Y and Z and he doesn't they he can't get it whether that's the car or not. Now, do do keep in mind that Phoenix is the first time that we had the less downforce since the 90s. I think this is what they were saying. We had a lower spoiler. We had, uh, it's a little bit narrower. We had less strakes on the back. Uh, they took away the engine strakes to give the cars more downforce that they would run together and just end up doing well. Um, Hendrick, once again, pretty much ran this race. It was either Larson or it was William Byron. First and second. I mean, it as as somebody that's getting tired of seeing Hendrick, and again, this is my own opinion, it got boring. Uh, they were just running away with it. I, and as I said earlier, I, I like to see the battles elsewhere, which, you know, you don't get to see too much on TV. And whenever they come back towards my way, I'm going to go back to another race. But, you know, you had Larson and Byron battling again bell and denny hamlin were up there as well tyler reddick had a good strong showing i i think i think he impressed twenty three eleven with what he can do i mean he was up there he'd go towards the back for pitting and whatnot and then he'd just come up and run up front and uh he's a good driver you know at first i i had my reservations about him but uh he's he's a good driver i think if uh I think there was some internal strife at RCR that didn't get portrayed out to the public last year that I think he might have done better last year at RCR if he would have had full support. Um, I could be wrong on that thought process. I don't know. It's just something that I think about sometimes. Um, so we're moving on to stage two. Uh, again, Larson and William Byron, they just swapped spots. So stage one. Byron got it, Larson second, again, swap it again. The other people, Harvick actually started uh, – his car, his car started coming to him uh, toward late in the race, and he did really well. Again, as I was telling you about, this is his farewell tour. He's retiring, going up to the Fox booth next year. Um, they just constantly, from the, the pre-race show to in here with – they just constantly kept talking about him, and it it got annoying. Um, it was already hard enough to listen because Danica Patrick in there, I'm not a big fan of hers. She's, you know, big and open-wheel, but she didn't have that great of a career in Cup Series, and they have her up there talking. And some of the things she said, she's like, what are you talking about? Or the way she read it, she's like, it looks like she's doing, like, you know, reading off a sign, like when she was talking about Denny Hamlin. It kind of... I don't I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of her. I'd rather Tony Stewart in the booth uh than, than Danica. But you know, Danica's done with her booth time as I know right now. They haven't announced who's gonna be next week at in the booth. So, you know, Keslowski finished fourth uh in that stage. Keslowski I call him the plow. <laughs> he just runs through people. Uh, he he caused one of the last late cautions in the race. It doesn't. Uh, I, th- I think he sends a, sits up there and punts people, and I I don't like it. I don't I don't like the way he races. Um, but anyway, again, my opinion. So going towards the end of the race, we had uh, William Byron. He won it again, back to back winner. We'll talk about that again. You know, him and this time Jeff Gordon, they're big, goofy hats. I still think Noah Gregson did it better. Those hats need to go. They're st- stupid, in my opinion. Um, I think one of the guys from Washington Commanders came out. And the, the company making it, Some I think it's a small business out of Atlanta. I could be wrong. But, you know, he's got to be making lots of money. But I think William Byron needs to cut that out. It looks, for him to do it, especially Jeff Gordon, it looks stupid. Um, second place Blaney, man, he came up and in that, in the last restart. So they had, you had the one, the, the one, uh, wreck that I was talking about that included, uh, it didn't really include, but with Keselowski, he was running, he kind of caused it, uh, that start off, I think it was like seven laps to go in the race. And then Almendinger got spun around or that one actually might be the one that was caused by Keselowski the Almendinger wreck. So that started off. That set up another overtime, uh, overtime race on these restarts. And I'll I'll put a picture up on YouTube uh, in the video. The uh, the Phoenix Raceway. If you're not really familiar with it, they have a dog leg, and I wouldn't run it personally if I was racing a lot because it goes flat, and you can still carry your speed more if you stay on the track. Uh, And I say that kind of lightly on the track because there is no out of bounds like a super speedway where you have the double lines this is a free-for-all if it's open you can run it so what people do is they cut that as right as the exit the pit road you see people just cut the track to make it shorter and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't a lot of times it doesn't i think because you, you lose speed because you go from a banked down to flat and then up to a banked so a lot of guys cut that, especially on restarts, because you just have to stay in your line until uh, until the, the start finish line, and then you can fan out. So these guys four or five wide going down into turn one in the dog leg, or I think it's turn two because the start finish line. And I could be I could be wrong. Um, that track on the reconfigure kind of still confuses me. But you got you got these guys going four or five wide down here, and you know it helped Blaney. Kyle Busch tried to do it. It didn't really help him so much. Uh, Byron cut it a little bit. I mean, everybody cuts it to be honest with you. Um, so Blaney was able to make a lot of a lot of up front, and he was running. And man, I the, I would say this is the closest cup race that I've seen without it finishing like uh, Daytona did, where it was a white flag and a wreck, and so they called it there. Um, just getting to the start finish line. This was this was one of the closest races races so far this season. And he finished three tenths of a second off. Tyler Reddick four tenths. Again, Tyler Reddick had a really strong showing towards the end of the race. Same thing with Harvick. You know, I thought Harvick was gonna come up and win this thing. He was running up there. Uh I believe Larson was up there and he just kinda got shuffled towards the back. So our top five on this race ending was Byron Blaney Reddick larson harvick and bell so we had a lot of mix it was that bell was six so it's top six if you include the top six you had two of each manufacturer in there you had two chevys two fords and two toyotas so this is a good a good mix this is kind of what nascar was looking for where they wanted uh competition between all of them again hms has run away with it we'll see what happens On these next tracks, Atlanta, Ford's really run pretty well at super speedways, even though um, Ricky Stenhouse did win Daytona, the last super speedway we ran. Um, I'm waiting to see what Toyota can do because Toyota's still sitting there and sees some strife. I think, you know, you have to deal with the fact that you have two drivers at JGR that are in contract years. Are you going to keep them? Are you going to kick them out, bring younger guys up? Uh, It's it's interesting to see. I I get frustrated with Martin Truex Jr. with his crew chief and what they're doing. He's I'm I'm a fan of his. He's my number one driver. I do like a lot of these other guys. I'm a big Blaney fan. I'm slowly becoming a Reddick fan. Uh, I like Corey LaJoy. I want to see him in a new car. And not No disrespect to Spire, but I want to see him in something like a Hendrick car or Stuart Haas or something like that and see what he can do. Cause he was, some of these guys that are up here racing a Blaney, a chase Elliott, he was kicking their butts back, you know, when they were younger and they were running some of these other things, but he, he kind of took a, I believe he took a break from everything. And it was just, it was one of those, he, he couldn't get back. Now his dad is a Bush series winner. They actually make the seats for a lot of these guys. It's pretty cool. So, you know, I have, I have a lot of different drivers that I like, and I try to stay as a um, down-the-road neutral when I'm talking to you guys or just in general because you never know. There's drivers that I just can't stand. I'm not a big Kyle Busch fan. I, I respect what he does, but, you know, I don't have to like him to acknowledge that he's a good racer. But um, I'd prefer Kyle Busch over, like, a Joey Logano. But anyway, I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole. Um, so that ends up being kind of the, the overview of the race at Phoenix. Um, we had a lot of, a lot of bumping, a lot of, a lot of people getting into people, uh, Denny getting into people. Um, I mean, a name that you didn't hear me say on this, who was running really well was Ross Chastain. And we'll talk about that later. And I, uh, again, Harvick ran well, there was some late cautions I was telling you about, Harrison Burton had a tire go down, and he spun up. That was the first caution. And then the, uh, the last caution was um, the 16 got air loss from Kislowski and uh, got into it with Noah Graxon. Uh, I think he's another good one to be watching for. I don't know how well he'll do in the um, Legacy Motor Club equipment. But, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, again, a lot of bumping. Suarez got hit from Chase Briscoe. Joey Logano actually ran Truix up in the wall a couple times. And, you know, like Truix, he couldn't get anything going. He's trying to tell things going on, and it's just like they couldn't fix the car. They couldn't do anything. It was probably – it was very frustrating to listen to a thing. I remember one time he asked the spotter what position we're in, and he was they were like, yeah, your P17 He's like, yay, we suck. And then I remember listening to him talk to his crew chief, and this is where I was going by: Would a crew chief make a difference with him or not? Uh, On the radio, uh, Truex's crew chief says, "Hey, what can we do to make this car better?" And he's like, "It effing sucks." And his crew chief's like, "Yeah, I know it effing sucks. Can can we make it effing suck less for you?" And he's like, "I don't know. You've tried stuff, and it's not helping. So I, I don't know if that's that. And you know, if I'm on a crew like that, tire changer." pit crew, car chief, something like that. It's got to be frustrating for them too because you're hearing this stuff or you're seeing this stuff and your, your driver is not doing anything. And Trux is a good driver in my opinion. Um, is he one of the like the best in the world? I don't know. He, he did come off and win a lot of races, but he's had his own struggles too. But that's moving from DEI over to Michael Waltrip. Fern Chereau, he got off and started getting back on a strong start over to Joe Gibbs after Fern Chereau ended. He had a couple strong years, and then from there on. So I'd like to see something change with them. I don't know what it would be. I'd like to see some changes with that that team. Uh, I thought they were going to start off strong. They started off strong. I thought they were going to carry that in with the, the clash win, but nothing happened. Um, same thing kind of with a, a Logano and uh, going forward with that. One thing with this race that I did not like, Eric Almarola got uh, caused a caution towards the end of the second stage. His wheel broke, like literally broke. And unless I can see some other clarification, it just looks like that, that magnesium wheel, that, that BBS wheel just broke and he came down and they held him for two laps. How can you hold hold him for something like that when the teams are getting these are these these parts are supposed to be sourced from NASCAR and it's breaking and they're you I, I get a wheel getting loose and you're penalizing the team because that's an error caused by the team but a malfunction like this where the wheel broke and you're going to call I mean, unless I'm missing something and I mean, if you guys know anything in the com- you know, comment below on YouTube or, you know, in the podcast apps and let me know if I miss something, but just watching it from the television perspective, they penalized them two laps for a wheel breaking. It's not like it just fell off. There were still parts of the wheel on the hub and the wheel just came off and you just see it rolling. So, I don't like that. Another thing to keep an eye on and grab your popcorn for this coming up for a lot of these other races is looks like we're going to have another renewed rivalry between the 11 and the one car. As I was telling you earlier with Chastain, Chastain was running really strong. He um, he was up there for the lead. I thought he was going to do something with it. Uh <laughs> Denny Hamlin pushed him up in the wall and caused him. I think uh – let's look here. He didn't even make the top ten. So, you know, uh, Ross Chastain, I think he finished 27th. Um No, he, he finished 24th. Excuse me. <laughs> Denny Hamlin pushed him up in the wall. I, I think Dill, Denny needs to be watching his sixth from now on because, I mean, he's starting some stuff. And Denny does – I'm not a big fan of Denny. Um I'll acknowledge that he's a good super speedway Daytona racer. I think he thinks he's better than a lot of people when it comes to some of these things. And maybe he is. But at the same time, he did it at Pocono. And I watched it firsthand. He's like, oh, I didn't see him. slowly drifted up and pushed uh, Chastain into the wall. Because Chastain's a rough guy. I mean, he he runs it rough. And that's how he races. And some people don't like it. And I, I think it's good. I, I like to see it happen some more. You know, we need, we need some spice in this race, especially if you're going to have a Hendrick cars come up and, and run run away like they did at Las Vegas or run away like they were do, starting to do here. And luckily with the restart and the, you know, overtime, it kind of kept it closer. But you got these cars running away with it, and then now you're going to start penalizing people for that. Whatever, you know. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna say you don't like Chastain because he runs rough and he'll come up and bump you a little bit in the back, then you need to do something about Denny Hamlin retaliating. Uh, Bubba Wallace last year he got po'd at I think it was Christopher Bell or somebody because they bumped him, and he just come up and just cut him off and it's like no there, there's no room in the sport for that nonsense. If you want to bump and race, um, you know they they said it in in Days of Thunder. Rubens racing. You're gonna you're gonna bounce off each other. You just gotta be able to do it without wrecking yourself and wrecking the whole field for the most part. And sometimes they don't. Denny, I think he he needs to go back to not trying to retaliate and then play stupid like he's done sometimes. Anyway, so that was a big thing. Uh, the 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 ten car with their penalizing uh, going forward. Something else that happened before this race. It wasn't really race related, but the louvers, the hood louvers, the front of the car, I'll try and put a picture up here. Uh, it'll probably be up over here of the way it looks. These are supposed to be single source parts. They do look different per manufacturer. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports had theirs confiscated. Uh, I don't know what they, what maybe a different aero advantage if they can run their engines hotter without ruining them. Um, Hendrick had theirs taken, and Justin Haley had his taking. Haley is a call car that is affiliated with RCR. So there's no affiliation there. You can't put the point ah, they're going after Hendrick and Hendrick affiliation. Um, I heard somebody that I talked to, and, you know, shameless plug to you, Randy. We were talking about this the other day. They were probably doing this to compare them to see if there is a difference. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the hood louvers are there to bring air into the engine. Um, that's that's their intent they used to bring you know used to take air in from around the radiators up into the engine and those areas they moved them up to the front uh let's see if i can get you an official uh, louvers are louvers are radiator duct coverings that direct air flow over the hood with new hoods so it's bringing everything up and over to allow more uh flow and they've been there there have been plenty of issues with Chevrolet and their camp on this and NASCAR is talking about probably after this week which is Atlanta they're going to have uh they're going to make a move on this say something about it we'll see what happens um i don't know what's going to happen it's going to be interesting we'll see for sure um i i don't know if you can get an unfair advantage for those you know i i really don't i really don't know uh, something else that NASCAR is going to be talking about is um, shortening the restart zone. They expanded the restart zone at the start of the season. Um, this, some people said, I think Kyle Busch had said it. It's caused more wrecks on restarts because you have a longer area where you don't know where they're going to start. The you know the lead driver. Has an option that he has to start somewhere within that zone. If they get past that zone, then the person next to him will just get up and go. But nobody can go until it's on that uh, lead driver, the first place driver. Uh, I believe uh, Chastain has said, Larson has said, Larson said it. He doesn't think there's too much change about it. Reddick doesn't think an accident that he was part of on a restart was caused by the extended restart zone. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Other things that they've done is they've added the choose rule to the road courses. So everybody's got a choose rule now. Dirt race, short tracks, super speedways, mid tracks, your road courses. They're all going to have the choose rule now. Um, It's hit or miss, I think. I I like that it spices up some of these tracks, but on other tracks, it's just like, eh, uh, in my opinion. But I I think it's a good mix on the different tracks and what can be done um other changes that we have going on um, other news uh, martinsville took out part of their wall where ross chastain last year did the hail melon if you don't know what that is you need to go look it up it's pretty awesome um in my opinion and but it's outlawed now Uh, i think if you can send it and you can hold it on to it and you're bouncing off the wall because plenty of people have tried it and chastain's one of the only ones that's been able to successfully do it um you know don't take it away from your sport well martinsville cut the wall out and i'll i'll try and take a picture of um them cutting the wall out and talking about it um and showing it, Chastain was there. They're preserving that as a piece of history to show what happened um, with that race, because that's what that's what got Ross in to the last uh, into advance in the playoffs, and he came up second. Uh, Joey ended up winning last year, but Ross had a very strong showing. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I I'm not going to see what happens with it. They took the wall out and they outlawed that move. I think that's pretty silly on NASCAR. But, hey, you know, going forward, we have some uh, drivers announced for road courses. Um, the Project 91 car for track house, Kimi Raikkonen, coming back. Uh, we'll see him in two weeks at Circuit of the Americas, which was uh, designed for a uh, Formula One racing, which now uh, Texas has taken over or given up one of their races to have it there, which I think is cool. Um, it's a track I've always wanted to go to and see. So Raikkonen is going to be running the 91. Jensen Button, um, winner of F1 Championship and 2018 Super GT, will be running the 15 car for Rick Ware. I don't think he's going to do too much anything uh, because he's in in different equipment. But I, I like seeing some of these drivers that are not regulars uh, come back and race. I mean, old school, old school NASCAR people remember Boris said. I mean, he was the road course d- guy. He ran road course races for a couple of these. That's what he showed up for. He wasn't going for a championship. He wasn't going for anything. He was running the road course. So uh, you have that. Uh, Jordan Anderson's going to be coming and running the nine car uh, instead of Josh Berry at Circle of the Americas. So we'll see Josh Berry this coming weekend at Atlanta and then we'll see jordan anderson there jordan anderson's coming from imsa he's getting his chance he's uh i saw some articles that he's getting pretty excited about that so that'll be fun uh and then you know we have the atlanta race we're going to be having trucks run xfinity and we're going to have cup running next week at atlanta sunday starts at three eastern coverage uh race day will start a lot earlier than that and that'll get you ready for that um before we, before we end this podcast, let's get take a quick look at the, in my opinion, way too early playoff standings and who's in it. And so we have three winners so far out of the four races that we've had. We've had Ricky Stenhouse Jr., William Byron, and we had Kyle Busch. Those are our three winners. They're going to be going automatically in. New rules, in case you don't recall or haven't heard on this podcast is if you win you're in. They they took away that it's the top sixteen. If they have seventeen winners, all seventeen guys get in. Eighteen winners, eighteen winner eighteen guys get in. Um I don't know if we're gonna have any more than over sixteen or over fifteen. I think we had 15, we had sixteen winners last year, but with Kurt Bush uh and his unforeseen injury that relegated him off. So you know, I don't know. We'll see we'll see on that if we have any other winners going forward. I don't know. But so we're sitting points. You got Bowman, Chastain, Harvick, Larson, Bell, Hamlin, Blaney, Truex, Keselowski, Logano, Suarez, Busher, and Wallace. That is your sixteen right now with your three winners locked in. The other guys are on points. You got Cendric and LaJoy sitting there at seventeen and eighteenth, right below the cut line. Again, these are way too early in my opinion, because we're only four races in out of this season. But it kind of gives you an idea. Um let's go LaJoy. I want to see him, you know I want to see him get up there and run. We're going to a track that he, he did well at last year. Um I think it was the fall race that he he was up there running. And Austin Dillon, another another driver I'm not too fond of, he went up and punted LaJoy out of the way and that stunk. I mean that that was frustrating. I could be wrong, that could have been Daytona, but um Dylan punted 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 him. Um and same thing kinda LaJoy was trying to take over with uh I I, I could be confusing that. But then I also recall LaJoy up there running in top second or so. And, you know, Chase Elliott kind of cut him off and blocked him. And I think he blocked him a little too late, put him up in the wall. But that, you know, I'm okay a little bit with that. Not the sitting up there and just physically moving a guy out of the way to keep going. Um, As I was telling you, Keselowski likes to do that too. But anyway... Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for uh, subscribing, liking, and following this podcast. YouTube, this is the second one. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will see you again next week with the aftermath of Atlanta Super Speedway, as I'm going to call it from now on, because Atlanta runs like a super speedway now with that reconfigure. So, again, hey, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you next week.